0: Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Mariah, and this is Ghoulish Gals Podcast. So, uh, for this, I decided to do the history of Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, we should probably tell them what we're doing today.
1: Welcome to <laughs> the first episode! Yay! <laughs> Yay!
0: It's, um, we've recorded <laughs> oh, episodes like a little bit better. <laughs> We're so sorry for screaming in your ears. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we've recorded episodes like a little bit backwards.
1: Yeah, Um, as new
0: ideas came, we were kind of like, we
1: should do, we should, blah. So,
0: you know, it's, it's fine. We
1: have a small little library of episodes that we can release it whenever we want. Yeah, but we're officially this is the first yes, this episode This is our like first episode
0: that's gonna be released and I'm so excited. I can't believe it. Even okay. though it's like not one hundred percent on theme, it's kind of on theme. I mean We did say spooky, anything macabre, anything like yeah. that. So, I mean I guess. Yeah no. You know, I could have made it a lot more, but I <laughs> saved you some time, okay? Yes. Yeah, Thanks. Appreciate it. You're welcome.
1: So you might get two stories today. We don't know. We'll see how long Mariah's goes and then uh, if her history lesson on Valentine's Day is too <clears throat> long, we'll just we'll just leave out mine. It's fine. We don't need if, it.
0: If you've seen our Instagram and our introduction post, I was not kidding when I said brevity is not something I'm good at. So. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> that Take it away. Said, Um, the history of Valentine's Day listen I expected it to just be like I don't know like more (laughs) clean cut I guess because like like, you know with um, Christmas Mm -hmm. most people are aware that that's Yule and that was just the Christians like taking over hold on first of all I need to preface this whole episode with I have nothing against Christians (laughs) Um, we're just going off of what we found right and my issue is with the people who say they're christian but they're not like they don't Mm -hmm. anyways nothing against christians um sorry if i come off like rude or like standoffish i guess um everything in here is from books like it's Mm -hmm. this is just research and i'm trying to keep it just the facts so i assumed it would be kind of like yule and christmas like Mm -hmm. oh they still it's actually like not super well known like there are still a couple different schools of thought that are like oh it's actually not based on that but we don't know what it is based on you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> obviously february for like ever has been celebrated as a romantic month and you know love and all mm-hmm. this other stuff but i actually didn't know this it's actually saint valentine's day i've mm-hmm. never heard anybody call it yeah. that um <laughs> whoops my bad
1: yeah um, Valentine's Day, the original Valentine's Day, is nothing to do with what we've made it. <laughs> yes and no. Yes
0: and no. It's really we'll become a, a money grab. Oh yeah. Holiday. Well, so has like Christmas. every other holiday: Christmas, Easter, Halloween, Halloween. Oh, all oh, of oh. them, all anyway. of them. So it has roots both in um, like Christianity and. Um, like ancient Rome, like traditions from ancient Rome. So I'll talk about the Catholic Church first. There, It was kind of hard to do the research. I wanted to do like more individual research on the three saints that they have that could possibly be like the Saint Valentine, but it was really hard because everything I was looking at was saying like, oh, it could be this or it could... Like it was all just kind of intertwined. All of them were martyred that's like all of the three valentines or valentinus valentinus um Mm. i'm not sure how that's pronounced i'm so sorry all three of them who could have possibly been the saint valentine were martyred and this is where it gets like kind of off topic but not really off topic so in my personal opinion in order to understand like why these people were martyred Mm -hmm. you need to know the history of the term martyr okay so in christianity a martyr is a person considered to have died because of their testimony or witness for or faith in jesus and in the early years of the church um the stories often depict this through people being killed by sawing stoning Crucifixion, burning at the stake, other types of torture and like capital punishment. And that's where I could have made it a lot longer for you. (laughs) I did not. You're welcome. I'll make a separate episode. So, at first, the term martyr was applied only to the apostles. Listen, (laughs) I have kind of a background in Christianity, but not a ton because it just never vibed with me. I never vibed with it. Yep. Um. You know, we had this discussion. Yep. But I personally mostly had heard not about apostles, but the disciples. That's how you say that, right? Or is it disciples? Disciples. Okay. Apostles and disciples. Okay. I heard the term apostles, but I was like, what the heck is an apostle? Because I didn't know. So I had to look it up. And I found that there was different names. Okay, same thing, different names. It either could have been called the 12 apostles. It's also been referred to as the 12 disciples. And sometimes people even just call them the 12. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, what is what is the difference then? Are they the same? Are they interchangeable? And it's kind of. They're yeah. kind of interchangeable. So a disciple is just someone who believes in Jesus. Yep. And then an apostle is someone who was chosen specifically by Jesus to teach the gospel after his death and resurrection. Yes. And I'm glad you know. (laughs) Because I really... I I was so confused about some of this that's why it took me it took me all week to <laughs> well, research good, it you are learning granted learning. i only have a couple hours a day to research but still still
1: i mean i only have a couple too but right right i work nights and i sleep yeah most and you need to sleep <laughs> um, but yes i know i know quite a bit of this cuz i was i was raised in the christian faith Mm.
0: hi mom <laughs> <laughs> hello i'm gonna preface this next part with this is where it kind of gets like a little iffy like it could be like offensive i think well, uh, i'm sorry but yeah listen eh. i the research
1: is out there the, yes. the books are out there the,
0: there's exactly. gonna always be a
1: debate <laughs> on religion for the rest of our exactly lives, so. and
0: I tried to do it in the most respectful way that I could. We're that just, being said... i can just here um, to tell you stories and facts. We're not here to... Exactly. So, <clears throat> now that we know where the term martyr was first used, then, once the Christians started to undergo persecution, mm-hmm. the term started to be applied to, like, the people who were, like, suffering because of their faith. Yeah. Okay. And... In their own writings, early Christians, they described themselves and very much presented themselves as this suffering community that was facing intolerance and misunderstanding everywhere they looked Mm -hmm. from Jewish people and, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Gentile people, which in my research just, I found it just means non-Jewish people, like people who Mm -hmm. were not Jewish. I have a couple, like, Bible, I don't know if they're verses. I All I know is, like, the term verse, okay? So that's what I'm going to call them. I'm so sorry. Did, the, did um, it give
1: you, like, John Well, 3, oh, 16? yeah, by
0: Acts. But I only know, like, anything out of the Bible to me is a Bible verse. If I'm, like, reading it or, like, oh. a quote or whatever. You know what I mean? Verse versus scripture. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> but anyways, um, this like thought process of the early Christians is really evident in Acts twenty eight twenty two. I mean, I chose the King James Version. Yeah. Did not know how many different versions there were. Yep.
1: A lot. a lot.
0: And I wanted to be consistent. So the other um, one that I have is also King James Version. Um, And it reads, But we desire to hear of thee what thou thinkest, for as concerning this sect, we know that everywhere it is spoken against. So they were basically just saying, oh, everybody hates us because we believe and, you know, because of our faith. However, (laughs) while historians, historians, generally agree that, yes, there was some persecution, it wasn't like a huge thing across the entire empire of rome it was just it seemed like it was just like local local prejudice depending on where you were at Mm -hmm. and usually it it was pretty short-lived it seemed like just super random um and they made sure to say in everything i read about it It did not appear to be an official imperial interest in the church itself. Mm. So it was just like very localized and very Mm -hmm. random. And so there's two schools of thought among historians about the persecution. There's kind of like a maximalist and a minimalist school of thought. The people in the maximalist side of things really take...
1: 2 Timothy 3 12. I don't know if I said Second, that right. Second Timothy. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Second Timothy, uh, what did you say? 3 12. 12. Uh, chapter 3
0: verse 12. Okay. I have to remember. Um. My mom's gonna listen to this and go, <laughs> Jessica! <laughs> you know how to read a Bible verse! <laughs> um and whoops sorry (laughs) um again this is the king james version because i wanted to be consistent and it reads and all that will live a godly life in christ jesus shall suffer persecution um so the, the people on the maximalist side just believe this they take this to heart and i was trying to look up like, what is, like, the actual meaning behind that? hmm And... <laughs> I found luck. some, like, infuriating <laughs> stuff. But infuriating, really, because they took, like, everything, like a persecution to them. Like, one thing I read said it could have been something as simple as they hurt your feelings, and so you're persecuted. And I... It's not persecution, okay, just because somebody hurt your feelings. So... <laughs> really the persecutions were they actual like persecutions in like the murderous sense or was it just you felt persecuted because you got your feelings hurt or somebody said something bad to your wife or something you know i yeah then okay then you have (laughs) people on the minimalist side i think it's uh pretty clear uh given my reactions i kind of believe the minimalist side a little bit more this is people who really don't even believe the christians faced even periodic persecution um they believe that in all like significant mm-hmm. respects it was the christian narrative anyway was uh, a constructed myth basically like they yeah. were just making it up They tend to say that the early church was actually the ones who were being intolerant to the Romans because like the Romans tended to be like super tolerant of other belief systems and Mm -hmm. other practices and stuff. But because the Christians didn't like things that other people were doing, they tended to end up in front of magistrates, Mm -hmm. which were like kind of like police, I guess. Um, Or, like, maybe courts would be a better way. Yeah. So they tended to end up there because they were actually basically just being dicks. (laughs) So (laughs) Mm -hmm. they felt like they were being targeted, but really you're just... Anyways, so that's not really persecution. Technically, that's really kind of just prosecution because you're not not being nice, so, you know. Oh, there was one thing I read that basically phrased it like... (laughs) Um, It depends on what side you're looking from, because if you're looking from the Christian's perspective, they were persecuted. That persecution was real. The Christians were the ones who were, like, very tolerant, Mm -hmm. and the Romans were the ones being intolerant. But if you look at it from the Roman side, then it was just flip flopped. Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, that's, like, the... That's how our world works. That's that's (laughs) how life is, so... Yeah. But after all of this persecution the term martyr then that's when it became like someone who suffers hardships for their faith but then eventually it became just someone who dies for their faith oh
1: and interesting. I
0: what? yeah I I don't know like where that distinction came from I couldn't find anything maybe it was like all the like the perceived persecution mm. they just felt like they needed to Change that. I'd always just heard, "Oh, you're being a martyr, so you're really just going down with the ship." That's what I'd always heard. I'd never heard like, "Yeah, well, you know, life is hard. Martyr right through it's it. Fine. You know, I
1: just keep on trucking. <laughs> keep on keeping on. <laughs> keep on
0: keeping on." <laughs> um, so that's just like the history of the term martyr. So remember. <laughs> Yeah, we're 20 minutes in. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) So, remember, okay, all of the three different Valentines who could possibly be the Valentine Valentine. were martyred in Christianity. I think I found three legends, yeah. So, the first legend I found was about a priest named Valentine, and he was serving during the 3rd century Rome under Emperor Claudius II. And the emperor had decided that single men were better soldiers than men who had, like, wives and families. So he outlawed marriage for young men. But... (laughs)
1: It's like, uh, y'all aren't going to fight for me if you're married. so Right, like, if you have you can't somebody get else, married. you know,
0: nah, you're good. Stupid, but whatever. <laughs> Makes yep. no sense. Anyways, Valentine realized that as well. He was like, this is stupid. This is not okay. So he continued to perform secret marriages oh, yeah. for young lovers. And once Claudius found out, Um, He ordered Valentine to be put to death because you can't just ignore him. You know, Mm -hmm. he's the emperor. I mean, you could
1: try. Yeah. But it's not going to end well. Uh,
0: And that's all I could find for that one. I literally looked for like an hour just for more information about this priest named Valentine. Could not find any more information about this specific one oh but but this is the one i found the most most people seem to think mm-hmm. this was the valentine and then the second legend that i found was saint valentine of Terni Terni? it's italian i should have looked up pronunciations Terni. that was my bad he was a bishop and uh, fun fact, this is really just a fun fact, and if I ever get to go to Italy someday, I think I might actually really just like enjoy going to see this. It seems like, I don't know, just like something really interesting to go see. But his remains are actually in a glass case on the main altar of a church called, sorry, I did not look up the pronunciation, Basilica di San Valentino. Let's see. I tried. That's really close. I'm, I tried. I'm... I'm proud of you. The <laughs> like the little um travel blurb that I found about mm-hmm. the church says an elegant Baroque church that sits in the valley below the main city of Terni in Italy. And the church was originally built on top of his tomb. Not by them. So it was, like, destroyed by the goths. Oh. And then the, the Goth. Yeah. There was, like, mm-hmm. this whole long story. I chose not to add that because I'm not ending this podcast, so... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, oh, yeah, so... So, just like, suffice to say, the church was built on top of his tomb. And then they, like, excavate... Yeah. If you visit the church, um, you can actually go below the main altar and see the very little bit that's left of his original tomb. That's cool. There, yeah, there's like a little plaque there. Um <laughs> Like letting you know that this was the tomb. And there's actually places that you can leave notes of like love and like gratitude to him because a lot oh. of people also think he was the Valentine. But all I could find about his death was that he was also killed, beheaded specifically by Claudius II outside of Rome. Are just like were they were they triplets? <laughs> I, d- I don't know. I don't there was, know.
1: There was three of them. Plot twist: all three are true. <laughs>
0: yeah, all three. Of them, they're just the same that have been separated weird. And so the third story that like people believe, and this is the one I found like the least. Up, it seems to me like people. Are more readily believed the first two than this one, just based on my research. Hmm. I couldn't find anything about like what like standing he did like had in society or anything, but I don't know. I feel like they would have specified if he yeah. was like a priest. However, stories suggest that Valentine could have possibly been killed because he was trying to help Christians escape Roman prisons. Mm. because it was said that the prisons were very harsh and people were beaten and tortured. So according to this legend, um, Valentine was imprisoned and allegedly he fell in love with a young girl. This young girl possibly could have been the jailer's daughter. Okay. So, you know, that could make your situation just a little bit worse. A little bit. Apparently... He was actually the very first person to send, like, a Valentine, like, a Valentine greeting because she would visit him, like, in jail, I guess, basically. And this possibly could have been true. So, allegedly, um, before his death, he wrote her a letter and signed it from your Valentine. Now, obviously, that would have been, like, him saying, like, hey, I'm I'm Valentine. Valentine. I'm your Valentine. But...
1: um, Yeah, because back then when you signed a letter it was always like yours truly yeah, or yours
0: and so that's kind of where people who believe this you know because like we still say oh I'm your valentine today like it's still an expression Mm -hmm. widely used today the truth is kind of a little bit murky I mean there's these three legends any of them could be true any of them could be like the same thing just like Broken up. And broken a, up. Yeah. So It could
1: be. To me, if you wanted to make this all one legend, it would be Valentine. He got caught marrying people. Right. Was put in jail. Mm-hmm. Fell in love. Blah, blah, blah. Then was beheaded.
0: Right. So, so it, it could all be the same exactly. person. Exactly. It is very very, like, murky, to say ooh, the least. Ooh, but mysteries. <laughs> that being said, all of them like, depict him the same way. He's this really super, like, sympathetic, very, like, romantic, kind of like, heroic figure. Mm-hmm. And thanks to, like, this depiction, he actually became one of the most popular saints in England and France. Oh. Interestingly enough. Um, And that's kind of it for the Catholic side of things. See, we're only at 28 minutes. I'm doing good keeping this short. Um, I'm proud of you. Listen, this is more what I expected. Okay, on the pagan side of things, I was like, what are y'all doing? Y'all is getting kinky. <laughs> okay.
1: We need an age restriction. Um, well, hopefully people <laughs> know that
0: already. So, anyway. Speaking of
1: side note weird weird thing i went back onto anchor to put the picture up or whatever the other day and in the settings there was a setting that i didn't see and it was restricted or not restricted content and it was on not restricted content and i'm like oh no, we we don't need little people finding out about freaking
0: murderers and ghosts yeah, and ch- maybe like So I was like, mm, you know, restricted. If you're, listening, <laughs> if you're listening with like your parents, that's one thing. Because that's, yeah, that's, that's the parent. That's the parent letting you listen. <laughs> it's not my job. That's right. your parent's job. But, but
1: we <clears throat> <we're> profane. <laughs> we, I like the F word
0: a lot and uh, there's a lot of nasty shit that happens in
1: Murders. Listen, Shit, originally
0: so. I was going to try not to swear because I was like, what if people I know listen to this? Like, what if who cares? adults I know listen to this? And I was Bucket. like, ah, it's, fine. <laughs> uh, it's every, fine. Everybody knows
1: I love I'm, the F word. The F word's my uh, favorite.
0: Listen, I'm a whole ass adult myself. I'm a whole so ass point, adult. <laughs> I mean, if people don't think I swear, I'm sorry to tell you, I'm 27. Okay? I swear. My kid said shit a couple weeks ago. She Ah. brought something and said shit. And I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) So, um, anyway, back to. (laughs) So, on the pagan side of things, most people, not everybody, most people believe that Valentine's Day. Is celebrated in the middle of the month, not to commemorate the anniversary of, like, Valentine's death or his burial, which apparently took place around A.D. 270, but a lot of people believe it was, like, held in the middle of the month to, like, Christianize, I guess, uh, the pagan celebration of Lupercalia which I had heard of, because that's... I have not heard of that. Uh, what is well, that? Well, because, listen, right? Like, remember, I'm you're my baby. Yes, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Teach I, me, a wise one. I've never <laughs> celebrated Lupercalia, and I don't know how, like, modern pagans celebrate it. I don't know if it is widely celebrated by modern pagans. So if you are... Um, a modern pagan and you celebrate Lupercalia uh, uh, drop us an email uh, yeah let us know how you celebrate I only heard of it like I knew Throw a vaguely what it was Instagram or Twitter um, <laughs> did not know this much about it that's for sure so it comes from ancient Rome and it's actually celebrated on February 15th so it is thought to have begun um, as a way to honor the founding of Rome so the root of the word like Lupercalia, the root of the word, means wolf. And so the festival was initially celebrated, like, in the name of the two founders of Rome. I'm assuming most people have learned about the founding of Rome, like the legend in school, but probably don't remember. It's probably, like, ringing some bells, but you don't know the details. Yeah. So... That was terrible at history. Shocker. I'll I'll tell you (laughs) the whole story. I was going to save this till the end of like this part, but I'll tell you the whole story of like the founding of Rome. There's obviously, because it's a legend, so there's like a couple different versions, but essentially, the twins Romulus and Remus Mm -hmm. uh, were believed to be children of the god Mars, who, depending on the source you look at, um he's like the god of war or like a protector of Rome. And as babies, the, I'm giving the short version just to refresh <laughs> you a little bit because there's like a lot more that goes into it. Like their uncle is the one who like ordered them to their, their yeah, like city was conquered and then their uncle, you know, didn't trust it. and so he their uncle is the one who actually ordered for them as babies to be like drowned in the river
1: oh yes but the story goes
0: that a servant like took pity on them and put them in a basket and floated the basket down the river and then they were found by a she-wolf and so this she-wolf like nursed them kept them alive so they survived this whole ordeal And they eventually grew up and, like, they lived to overthrow the king, their uncle, who had ordered them to be put to death when they were babies. Listen, the wolf didn't raise them the whole time, okay? They were found by, like, Mm -hmm. this nice little couple and that couple, like, raised them. But while... They were founding Rome. They were, like, fighting a lot. And so Romulus ended up killing Remus. So that's so, that's the story.
1: So weird little uh, side note. Um, there is a biblical story that is very similar to what you
0: just said. So um, when I was doing my research, I found that, like, some scholars believe that that was just like because there's another story but I don't remember where it came from because I didn't write it down but some people believe that the Romans or whoever like invented that story like basically just changed the names and stuff mm. um and like took this other story anyway sorry continue <laughs> well I just it was it wasn't
1: twins it was my mom's gonna kill me because I don't remember.
0: Uh, but now that you say it, though, this does sound vaguely like familiar. There,
1: there, was an order to kill all of the ba- like the firstborns. Blah, blah blah. Yeah. And they put him in a basket and in a river, and then this lady found him, and he was actually like a royal royalty, but he was raised as a like a like a peasant or whatever. Yeah. He he overthrows the king and is the the true king or whatever. But it's
0: it, it sounds vaguely familiar. Anyway. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's
1: just this is where it's good, where like, you know, I I know of right. and most of the biblical side because I was raised that way. Mm-hmm.
0: And Grew I was up like, in the you know, church and you, you know, my my you parents were, were like pretty respectful yeah. of I didn't believe it. I never vibed with it. Am yeah. I saying it's it's impot right. No. You know, God also did say you can't love any other gods more than you love me which to me my brain says any more gods more than you love tells me there's like more. Mm-hmm. I think it's all real. And it's just what do you which part of it? Vibe with. Yeah. I think there's Roman gods and... and, right now my my jam is Norse gods. Yeah, I believe it's all real. And just, what is your thing? I'm not Mm -hmm. saying Christianity is not real. I'm just saying I think it's all real. And that is that. (laughs) (laughs) Continue. (laughs) Sorry. Um, No, you're good. Um, So, yeah, initially... Lupercalia was to celebrate the two founders, Romulus and Remus, because you know, looper Wolf, She-Wolf, you know, whatever. So on the day of the festival, this is where it gets um, a little (laughs) X-rated? Not quite. (laughs) Well, yeah.
1: It gets iffy.
0: Okay, it gets a little iffy. Um, Not a hundred percent in love with it at this point, but I hope modern pagans aren't celebrating the same way in the beginning. The end, I don't care. The beginning part, one. not a fan. Okay, okay. now I gotta know. What did they do? So, there was two groups of priests. Um, one group that was like descendants of the followers of Romulus, and one group descended from followers of Remula. Remulus. Remulus? <laughs> <laughs> Remus. <laughs> and um, both groups would meet together inside of the Lupercal Cave um, which is inside of the Palantine Hill it, you know like most feasts the the whole thing included like a, or most festivals like this you know it the whole thing included like you know a big giant feast and lots mm-hmm. of wine and stuff I can get down with that you give me food and, and drinks, drinks I'm, I'm ready. ready to go the part I can't get down with is that the priests, like the the two yeah. groups that were now one group for okay. this like specific for day just today um would sacrifice some goats. Okay. They did that in in Christianity too. Yep, yep. I'm just not a fan of animal sacrifice. That's yep, just me. Yep. I have a hard time killing bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they get to live. Okay. Uh, um, depends on the bug. And then the worst part for me, because like, listen, a goat is a goat, and I love them, but I know people eat them. And the worst part for me is that they would take one dog, and sacrifice that Why one dog. The
1: dog. Because okay. because of the, the she-wolf. Wolf. Yes, could it was you, like a
0: symbolic thing. Because, could you just okay. take the wolf, not Listen. the pet dog? Listen. Was it a pet dog? Well, I don't know. No. I did not look for the details. <laughs> it would have broke my heart. Uh. Um, but I did find that this was like really the only time the Romans seemed to like sacrifice dogs. It was very rare simply because they thought they were founded because the she-wolf, like, it was very important to them. Like, canines were very important. So kind
1: of like um, over in the Middle East where cows Cows, are, like, super sacred animals.
0: Um, So it it basically was just a symbolic stand-in for the she-wolf, this poor dog that ended up getting sacrificed every year. And then um, two of the priests would come up, Some sources said the priests were naked. Some just didn't specify. And the sacrificial blood of the dog and the goats would be, like, smeared on their forehead, you know, Simba style. (laughs) Uh, I don't think. And then I found a couple different things here for this next part. It was washed off, their foreheads. Some sources said they just would, like, wash it off with goat's milk. Weird. Some sources said they would soak a piece of bread in goat's milk and use that kind of like a sponge but that was also like a symbolic thing so because the two like the, the twins you know fought a lot and so this was like to symbolize like basically washing away all of the violence oh, okay. and like all of the feuding between the two brothers.
1: For one day you guys can yes. get along.
0: Yep. Um, and then I already like, told you the story of Rome. Uh, but listen, this is where it gets fun, depending on your... I'm not one for kink Shaman, okay? <laughs> but after, like, the feasts and the sacrifice and everything, all of the priests, they'd come out of the cave, and they would use the hides of the sacrificed goats, okay? And they would, they would make whips with them, okay? <laughs> and then they would strip naked and just run up and down the streets of Rome, just naked, running through the, the streets of Rome, just whipping people as they <laughs> walked back. What? No. Not even, like, the Lightly whipping. Okay, lightly whipping. This was not meant to be, like, harmful. It was, like, a fun, humorous thing that they were doing. And okay. And actually, a lot of people wanted to get hit because they believed that getting hit with the um the goat whips mm-hmm. would bring good luck and it would make them more fertile because hmm. you know okay it's a thing <laughs> okay um now over the years the the festival itself got a lot more popular in rome like with more of like the general population of rome but once it started to become more popular it it started to primarily celebrate like fertility and childbirth okay so like running through the streets naked whipping people wasn't as big of a thing anymore. <laughs> well, well i'm glad they got rid of okay. that i'm not okay so listen it got so popular, the festival, that it survived even after the fall of the Roman Empire. Really? However, after the fall, uh, when Pope Galasius in the fifth century was like ruling, mm-hmm. he banned the festival because he did not like the nudity and the drunkenness. Now remember, they're <laughs> feasting. They're having all kinds of wine and I'm sure like other stuff, you know, and then... Then they're, like, getting whipped with, like, a little goat whip. Okay, they're having the time of their lives. (laughs) He's
1: like, yeah, no, I don't want to see all of you running through the streets naked
0: anymore. That's not a thing.
1: Put some clothes on.
0: He really did not approve. (laughs) So he replaced it with... This is a long one. This is a long festival name. I 100% would have never said this out loud. It's just too long. This pope replaced Lupercalia with... The Festival of the Purification of the Virgin Mary. I was like, sorry, what is this? I what? need an explanation for yeah. what this is. Um, it's Candlemas. That's oh. what it's called now. Um, and people still celebrate it. Like, Christians still celebrate it. Um, just a lot of the stuff I read said they kind of tend to do it, like, in private. It's not like a yeah largely celebrated thing. And <laughs> so listen... Oh no! According to the customs, mm-hmm. um, women—you mm-hmm. know, givers of life—although uh-huh. uh, if if you're Christian, it's not women who are giving life; it's God. The women who are birthing your children uh-huh. are considered unclean after birth, so they're not allowed into the temple to like pray or anything because they're unclean now. They've they've just given birth to your child and they are unclean. Um, that's already infuriating. What's more infuriating to me is that if they were if they had given birth to a boy they were unclean for 40 days. If they had given birth to a girl it was 60 days. Oh, yeah. Infuriating. But, um, the, Boys run the world. candle moss, the purification of the Virgin Mary, whatever. So, it's all kind of come together here, okay. Um, now, after your, like, 40 or 60-day time of being unclean, mm-hmm. you would be brought to the temple and you would be purified mm-hmm. with candles that were, like, meant to signify, like, God's light and mm-hmm. whatever other symbolism. So on the modern calendar, Candlemas is actually on February 2nd. It's kind of like the last thing of, like, the Christmas season oh type interest season um however on old calendars like when it was all first Mm -hmm. coming together it was february 15th and that's why a lot of people think oh that it was like the christianization of Mm -hmm. lupercalia so as we all know uh mary gave birth to jesus Mm -hmm. who was a boy so Mm -hmm. her unclean period
1: only 40 days
0: was 40 days 40 days from the birth of Jesus would have been February second, like on today's calendar, or February fifteenth okay. on the old calendar. So that whole festival is just to signify the Virgin Mary has been purified after giving birth. She's no longer unclean. She's she's good to go. She can come back to the temple and she can pray. And it
1: doesn't yeah, getting fucking sense to me.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: It doesn't.
0: Anyways, uh. <laughs> Also about Lubricalia, I did not find these in every single source, but a couple of sources I did find this, and I thought it was worth noting, because, do you know, like, I don't know if people still do it, but you know, like, back in the day, like, I think it was like a thing in, like, the 90s, maybe, I don't know, because I was... We were babies. Right, but do you know, like, the thing that you see in, like, all the movies where it's, like, the giant bowl of keys, and then you, like take somebody's key out like you oh, draw a key yeah. out and then you go home with that person yeah so apparently according to some sources um men would draw a random woman's name from a jar on lubricalia and they would they would spend the rest of the festival together and they would go home and you know hopefully have been whipped with the goat whip and oh <laughs> um Apparently, though, a lot of these couples actually ended up falling in love and getting married. So, I mean... Good for you. We ain't here to kink-shame. You (laughs) do you. (laughs) you.
1: Good for you. You found love in a (laughs) weird-ass
0: place, and it's okay. (laughs) But that all being said, there's still, like, a lot of symbolism that seems to have come from Lupercalia, uh, like, with our modern Valentine's Day. So, like, the color red is... Heavily associated with Valentine's Day, and that is thought to like be representative of the blood sacrifices. It's just you know, mm. it's been so long we've lost that in translation. Oh, Mark um, has taken over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the color white uh, was meant to represent like the goat's milk and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not exactly drawing names from a jar anymore, but a lot of people do use Valentine's Day as like a Yeah. Time to hook up. This is not me judging you, by the way, if that's what you do. It's just a thing that a lot of people still do. So there's like... Meanwhile,
1: I'm over here married. You're married and we're like, sweet, I don't care. What are you doing on Valentine's Day? Oh, you're going to work? All right. Um, What are we having for dinner? Listen, (laughs)
0: Valentine's Day is just second Halloween to me. Fair. Palatine. Palatine. Yeah, so... I mean, obviously, that you knowing about Lupercalia, you can see some of the symbolism. Because, mm-hmm. like, even if you're talking like to married couples, they tend to get a little more spicy on Valentine's Day if they're doing stuff. You know, not me. No. Nope. Listen, I'm pregnant. I am too pregnant to be doing stuff right now. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And that is the history of Valentine's Day. Fabulous. Um thanks for sticking on that funky little ride. Right. Um Um I think you wanna just do your episode? Are you debating? Is that what you're debating? Yeah. I think we could do it. Yeah. I mean we have time. It's short. It's not very long. An hour and a
1: half is not that it's not really that long. We're gonna turn gears here. We're going to go from history class (laughs) to uh, unsolved
0: murder. Oh. You don't like being kinky on. (laughs) I do, but. You don't want to get whipped with a goat. By a naked priest?
1: No! (laughs) Not really. Who's who's had. um, Way too much to drink, eat, and then blood everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. if uh, I
0: saw that coming at me in the street, <laughs> I'd be screaming oh, and running wait. the other way. Hold on. I forgot. In some sources, it it said, not in every source, again, but in some sources, it said they, they took what was left of the pelts after they made the whips and, like, wore them. As capes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they were
1: flying around town naked with the cape on their back. Like, I just, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. like, listen... I, I, don't like, weirdo. I don't like people running at me in general, so I imagine I would have seen that and been like, <laughs> uh, Nope, I'm out, by." Like, <laughs> You're weird welcome. times,
1: man. Weird times. <clears throat> I don't know, this is, so this is kind of like, it's sad, it's sad, obviously, and it's not very Valentine's-y, mm-hmm. but uh, it happened on Valentine's Day. But what was cool for me was it was an unsolved case until, like, only a couple years ago. And the reason they solved it was because of technology. Was it, like, DNA evidence? like DNA, facial, like, being able to break down DNA more, more profiles, you know, uh, being able to, like okay this person at this time would have been this age when it happened but now we can take the picture and age it to. gotcha gotcha and kind of come up with stuff that way i don't know it was just really interesting i was like oh that's
0: pretty cool i think stuff like that is yeah. like really so i'm glad we're able to do that now because so many yeah. cases have been solved now
1: one of my one of my favorite i forgot about that tv show cold case I love loved. cold case. Oh my god, I used to watch Let's it watch all it the together. time. Okay, so <laughs> I had I had actually done a research on a couple, but I ch- chose this one. I did one on a disappearance of a teenage boy, but there was just not enough. Mm-hmm. Because right. there was too like, much up in the air still about right, what and it you w- want to be yeah. able to give like facts. It was it as was like okay, he was seeing... At this time, leaving his house to go see his girlfriend, and he was never seen from again, but oh, here's his car. is that
0: the one, um, Brian? No. I forget mm-hmm. it. I didn't write it down. How old was he? Like, in high school? Like, 16, 16 17, 17. Right, and he was coming from a dance, and he was supposed to stay at his friend's house. And no. Then, oh, okay. Never no. mind then. Totally no. different case. <laughs> no. He, uh,
1: yeah, he had left, he was at his mu- at home, and he was going to see his girlfriend to give her, like, a teddy bear for Valentine's Day or something, and then he, they can't figure out if he got lost or, like, made a weird side trip, but he never made it to the girlfriend's house. They found his car with, they couldn't find him, and then, like, a few days later, or maybe it was a week later, they found him in the river, or the, like, the body of water nearby with the bear in his...
0: Hands? oh no that's so sad yeah
1: so and they don't know who or why because they couldn't like he had been in the water and so a lot of evidence right and, and so
0: then it's hard to tell if it was like
1: natural cause like but they're like why would he just be walking down by the water
0: right it doesn't
1: he make was supposed sense, to be he had told his girlfriend he was coming over she was expecting him he never showed up like yeah so they don't really know
0: that's sad
1: I know so, all right, you're going to get, like, three stories out of this
0: one today. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half. Two and a half.
1: <laughs> um, so I'm going to do a quick one on the murder of Jodine Saren. This is why I started <laughs> typing my notes, because I can't <laughs> read hey, my listen, writing. if it
0: makes me feel better, my handwriting was messy for my lubricalia. That was my handwriting for my... <laughs> That's beautiful.
1: What are you talking about?
0: That
1: is so messy. <laughs> Jodine, yeah. So she was in California. Here's
0: a picture of her. She's a cute little girl. Oh. You know, she was thirty. I love like the Farrah Fawcett hair. Mm-hmm. She I love a good shag haircut. A shag haircut. Yes. Given the case I just did, um, the haircut. I'm talking about the hair.
1: Okay. Uh, she was thirty-nine. She had some developmental disabilities so like she lived on her own but her parents lived close by to keep an eye on her but Mm -hmm. she was able to function mostly without much help so she's kind of like high functioning autistic like you me (laughs) innocent you know so on valentine's day in 2007 her parents were on their way to come visit her and i was i'm going to assume it was 10 p.m. because they had gone out to dinner and were going to see her Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. they got to her place um normally she was really good at answering the door and she didn't really keep it like if she knew they were coming over she wouldn't have it like unlocked ready for them to come in right so when they got there they couldn't get in the house because the chain was on the door They were, like, yelling for her to come open it, and nobody answered, and they're like, what the heck's going on? They're like... I already don't like this. They're calling and calling and calling, and then finally the dad's like, screw it, and busts down the door, because dad's like, my kid's in there somewhere. (laughs) This is my baby. Yeah, and they walk in on what they think is her just having sex with someone she met and, like, lost track of time and he, like, they'd walked through the house and went to the bedroom and saw this man having sex with the daughter, and dad was like, oh, bro, like, you need to go, like, right, like, okay, like, all right, we're here now, uh, it's time for you to go, like, uh, we don't want to see that, everybody put some clothes on and get out here, like, <laughs>
0: cover yourself at yeah. least, and get yeah. out, my guy,
1: so, like, he got l- dressed, and he, like, left, like, head down like oh this dad didn't think anything of it you know he's sitting there he's he's like oh you know shame like oh I got caught not why would your initial thought process be like oh he's trying to hide his face right no like okay and then they waited for a little bit longer and she never came out of the room so then they went in there and they found that she was dead and the initial assumption by police was that She was attacked and then raped by this person. But because they didn't know who he was and he fucked off and they couldn't find him forever. Right. Like, they were like, well, how did they know each other? You know? Well,
0: can you imagine being the parents? And it's early 2000s,
1: 2007. There's not a whole lot of online.
0: Can you imagine being the parents? Like, especially.
1: Oh, God. Yeah.
0: I would have (laughs) been absolutely. Because it's like, looking back, I bet you the dad is like. Why didn't I make him stay? Why didn't I see his face? Right. Why didn't I, but but why would that be your initial thought But that's not your initial process. thought. So it was determined
1: that she died from blunt force trauma to her head. So she was either attacked at the door or, you know, maybe she knew him and, like, he attacked her because she told him no. They, they right. don't know. So it went unsolved for ten years. Mm -hmm. In 2018, there was a news article that I found from the San Diego Tribune that says that genealogy solved the case. I love good genealogy solving. So... The police say, and they're very confident, like, i read it, like, a few times, and they're like, yes, we're very confident, this is very, like, everything that we can do, it matches up, blah, blah, Mm blah, with evidence that we had, and they say his name was David Mabrito, Mabrito, I'm gonna, sorry, I will always butcher names. Ah, fuck him. And he was the person that killed and raped her, but he died from suicide 6 years before the article. So before they before they cracked the case, he's already been dead for like 6
0: years. And I'm like um why did he do it, you know? Did yeah. he so I've, like was he guilty? And finally did it or was it something else entirely? Right. But what's weird
1: is that they figured out through the the autopsy and the obituary that he killed himself right before
0: the fourth anniversary of her death so it definitely seems like he was just Guilt. guilty and didn't wanna he wanted to take the coward's mm-hmm. way out because like listen yeah i'm not saying oh if you commit suicide you're a coward in this situation you took somebody's life mm-hmm. and then suspiciously just mm-hmm. right before the right fourth before, anniversary. yeah no, you a little coward. That's where I
1: was like, whoa. So, that's kind of why I chose it. It's not because of the nature, but because of the what happened. And mm-hmm. it's it's different than most cases that you've been like, oh, like, right. SVU. Yeah, like, whatever. Investigators say that his DNA was a probable match to the evidence found at the scene and that the odds were super high that it was him like one in 64 quadrillion or some mm-hmm. stupid shit like crazy yeah. number that his dna profile matched the evidence that mm-hmm. they had uh, they turned to phenotyping and forensics genealogy okay good i didn't put that i was like did i put the definition for phenotyping <laughs> because they had, they had been running this DNA for years in the databases, trying just hoping, hoping hoping one day, maybe it would ping to some other case and like they'd catch the guy and he was like a serial rapist or, right, you know, and they'd be helping, but it seems like it was a one and done for him because they spent over 10 years trying to find this guy. Uh, So phenotyping is AI predictions on what person's eye, hair, and skin color is. It can Mm -hmm. also predict the face shape, who their ancestors were, and it it creates a 3D model of who this person is. So that's like a lot of, I believe that museums use it a lot for mummies and stuff
0: like that. I think, because you know, I have my Jack the Ripper book over there. Obviously some people still think it's unsolved. There's like so many, Mm So much that goes into that case, but some people think <laughs> because of like genealogy and phenotyping that it was actually solved because I don't know how much you know about Jack yeah, Loper, I but, know but <laughs> um do you know like the the one body was like mm-hmm. there was like the little scrap of like a handkerchief or whatever. Yeah. They used that and did like crazy Yeah DNA. And, of course there's still people it. who like mm-hmm. don't believe but Yeah, that's why that's actually what first got me like super interested in like phenotyping and um, like forensic genealogy and stuff. Cause, like, I'm sorry, if you possibly could solve a case like Jack the Mm -hmm. Ripper with it, you know, (laughs) insanity. I I don't know.
1: Was it? I must have been listening to it, and that's why we drink because oh, no. because they did H.H. Uh, H. H. Holmes and there's like that whole theory that H.H. H. Mm-hmm. Holmes was Jack the Ripper and he just kept moving <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which it kind of makes sense anyway I don't so, believe that theory though but anyways, for another day <laughs> um, so they use phenotyping and genealogy and genealogy is like the open source DNA database and they can search through all sorts of people so like if your DNA is in there and mm-hmm. or your grandpa's DNA is in there, they might be able to find you in some way, shape, or form because your profiles match. They actually used this to identify the Golden State Killer mm-hmm. as well. So, fun. Fun, fun. Uh, that it's it's used a shit. lot now, and it's, it's really awesome technology, and it's probably solved a lot of cases that oh, people yeah. thought were never going to get solved, which is awesome.
0: Don't quote me on this. <laughs> <laughs> I had heard... I say heard. I, like, re- it was, like, one of those Facebook articles that popped up. Oh, yeah. I have did not, like, take the time to confirm. I just sort of went, eh. It was something about the JonBenet Ramsey case where they were trying to, like, look into that kind of stuff. hmm And then... But, you know, they're always going to say stuff like that about those big cases because they were also, Yeah. I had heard stuff about it, like, in the West Memphis 3 case. And, mm-hmm. Mm, mm-hmm. listen, I won't talk about it. Mm-hmm. The West Memphis 3 is just so infuriating. And, like, they have evidence. They're just not sharing. Like, they absolutely will not look into Sorry, continue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's super infuriating to well, me. Well, you're going to have to do that one next. Oh, that... <clears throat> Is that going to be a month long? Oh, yeah. That'll okay. be a long one. Okay. I'll great. save that
0: for a little later. Okay, great.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry. I had to figure out what I was trying to say. I wrote this a long-ass time ago. Um, So, the investigators, even though they had done, like, the phenotyping and the genealogy, they still weren't having luck with the DNA matches because they were they're like okay well we have a possibility but like there wasn't a confirmed like this might Mm -hmm. be what the guy looks like this might be based off of what we have so they're still running his DNA through all these databases and all this stuff and they finally figured out why they couldn't find this guy well because he died by suicide They never put his DNA in the system, and he was never caught for any other crime, so his DNA was never in the system.
0: Wait, so how did they figure out it was him?
1: Like, Um, if his DNA
0: wasn't in the system.
1: What? Did I forget to write that down?
0: (laughs) Pause for a second. For real.
1: I'm missing a piece.
0: I did not...
1: (laughs) write it down oh no fuck huh? Uh let me see i'm so sorry i fucked up <laughs> this is a great way to be for our first episode yeah it's great you got yes. you got the good one over here and then you got me so
0: it's fine it's fine. Listen, we're so fine. basically, I'll I'll do it for her. I'll I'll tell you for her cuz she's like really embarrassed. <laughs> basically, essentially his DNA was not in like any federal system. They were able to obtain his DNA from a local law enforcement who had it in their local system. And that's how they were able to obtain his DNA and figure out who he was. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Too late. We already started. I quit. We're done. No, we're not. I will uh, make a vision board. Do not test
1: me. Oh, vision boards! Yikes. That's we can put it right there on the goddamn. Wall. Ooh. Stare me in the face. All right. Well, that's that. Welcome to our our hot mess of a podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Oh man. Get ready for more of these ridiculous stories. <laughs> Um, they're going to be separated. We're yeah. going to do two a week, I think. We're going to try, at least. Yeah. We're going to try and do, like, one paranormal cryptid one time, yeah, one like day, a, and then. So, like, a
0: fun, spooky type yeah, one. Yeah, and um, then, uh, true crime of some sort. We want to give you, like, a lighter one and, like, a heavy one. Like, we don't want it all to be super heavy, so. Yeah. We'll, we'll play with it. We'll see. Yeah. It's fine. We could always think about adding more episodes in the week. To who knows? You really. I have to work. Wait, hold on. <laughs> you just have to edit them. I can add more episodes because I can do all the research if you want me to.
1: Hmm, Does to the, do. the research for you? For you? No yeah. Way? Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Ah! That would be great. My episodes would be three hours oh, long no. every week.
0: <laughs> yeah, man.
1: Anyways,
0: so... Ah, jinx. uh, (laughs) Ah! Anyways, any mahoutes, uh... That's my thing.
1: Sorry. (laughs) Not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, You can send us any suggestions that you have for future episodes, spooky stories that you have, um, weird random tidbits of information that you might have about anything that we have... Or we'll be covering uh, if we miss something and well, you know. Uh, our email address is ghoulishgalspodcast at yahoo.com and you can follow us on Twitter at ghoulishgalspod and Instagram at ghoulishgalspodcast.
0: Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. It's a mess now. She, we'll she's get getting there. better. She's we'll getting get better at her research. <laughs> Go to, like, the next episodes. Yeah. She did better with that research.
1: Yeah, for real. <laughs> Love you. <laughs>